copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. San Francisco County Sheriff's Office calling all cards, attention all cards, broadcast 233 regarding the holdup. Be on the lookout for three suspects described as American, 19, 21 years old. Weight 140 to 150 pounds. These men just held up a garage at Union and Gow Street. That's all, Rosenquist. If you are constantly adding another quart of oil every few hundred miles, and your motor runs a temperature, consider this possibility. You may be guilty of... Of what? Guilty of misappropriation of funds. Well, how do you figure? In this way. You wasted your money on an inferior oil when you could have saved both money and motor by using Rio Lube. The lubricant that really lubricates and gives you maximum protection against needless friction and wear. You see, Ted, this truly superior motor oil does much more than merely fill the space in the crankcase. Rugged, always reliable Rio Lube is the pure oil. Contains no petroleum wax, no jelly. The elements that set the strength of many a so-called good motor oil. Hmm, I suppose Rio Lube costs a little more than ordinary brands. No, Ted. Surprisingly, Rio Lube, the motor oil that stands up under the most intense heat of high speed in extremely hot weather, does not cost more. Only 25 cents for each quart-sized tamper-proof can. So why use mediocre oils when, for no greater cost, and with a vast saving in repair bills, you can get Rio Lube, the newest and finest motor oil sold in the West? Well, from now on, I'll use Rio Lube along with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. The story we are to hear tonight was taken in the main from records of the office of Sheriff Murphy of San Francisco County. We have, therefore, arranged for Chief of the Civil Department, Frank J. Burke, to open our program from San Francisco. It has always been a mystery to me why youngsters get the idea that they can beat the law at a game that has been proved time and again to be a losing one. In the face of facts to the contrary, we find boys, scarcely out of grammar school, deciding upon the life of crime when a moment's clear thinking will convince them that they can't possibly win. What goes on inside the brain of a man who embarks on a career of crime is a mysteriously mysterious thing. Law enforcement agencies spend millions of dollars each year making sure that the criminal is sought and punished. No matter how clever a man is, sooner or later he pays for his crime. Yet, every day, youngsters try to beat the game. In tonight's story, we hear a tale of robbery, murder, and sudden death, the price of a few days of exciting adventure. I wish to express my thanks to the different police officers and departments for the cooperation given in apprehending these men. Such cooperation drives home the lesson that crime does not pay. In a modest home on San Francisco's Mason Street, 
A mother talked with her son. Frank, did you go to church this morning? Uh, you nuts. Frank, that's no way to speak to your mother. Now, listen, we ain't going into that again. I told you I was my own boss from now on, and I'll do what I please. You get that? Oh, son, why are you trying to be so hard and tough lately? You didn't used to be this way. I fed up with your harping and preaching. Did you go to church today? Did you put the car up when you come home last night? Uh, did you have a good time at the party? Can't you say anything without crying into my affairs? I'm not crying into your affairs, Frank. I'm only interested in what you do. Yeah, well, I ain't interested in what you're interested in. Now, lay off me, will you? Frank Crone, I've stood about all I'm going to stand from you. I've tried to raise you as a good Christian boy. But you won't try to be decent. You refuse to have anything to do with the ordinary boys of your own age. You're always running around with that tough daily boy or Ernie Cloy. You never have time to help me do anything that needs doing around the house. And I'm not going to put up with it any longer. Oh, no? Well, what are you going to do about it? Unless you can settle down and be the kind of a boy you should be, you'll have to find some other place to live. Okay. <laughs> That's easy. That's what I wanted to do anyways. Frank, you don't mean that. You wouldn't really rather live somewhere else, oh, well, would you? Why not? What is a honest here, Dump? Sure I would. Don't want to get my stuff together. I'm scrambling out of this joint right now. Hiya, Tilly. Hey, uh, got that clip on touch yet? Yes, the box. Well, uh, what did Ernie say be over? Any huh? Boy, we're going places, us three. Yeah? Yeah. Come in. Hi, Ernie. Hi, Twitch. Okay, pal. How's the boy? Where's Bill? In here, Ernie. Getting settled. We're going to live here with you, Frank? Yeah, till we get there. Better fixed up. And we're moving to a swanky truck, then. Got big ideas, eh, big boy? Ain't how. Hey, uh, Bill, come in. What's on your mind, Frank? Boys, listen. We're going to have a gang that'll make the Dillinger and Babyface Nelson look like Sunday school teachers. Yeah? What way? Yeah, quiet. Hey, Ernie, you scram out of here and pick up a couple of license plates, see? As soon as you get back, we'll grab a heap somewhere and start out to pile up a bankroll. From now on, I'm riding high. I'm checking things easy. Be right back, pal. Sounds good anyway. When do we start? Just as soon as Ernie gets in place. Ernie returned with the stolen plates, and later that night, the three boys succeeded in stealing an automobile. With the stolen and now disguised car, they cruised along Taylor Street. What you can do if the cop pick us up, Frank? Well, you never can tell. I might let this year 32 go off right in some cop's push. Yeah, that'd help us a lot. Hey, you'd be surprised. Hey, there's a petting party in that car up there. Let's take them. Swell. Uh, get set. When I stop, you boys get that dress jet. Stick him up, fella. Come on, shut up, partner. I got his wallet, Bill. See if he's got any money loose in his pockets. Can't find them. Has that gang got any money? Nah, just a couple of kids. Nicking. Okay, come on, get in. Keep your trap shut, mister, or I will harm you. How much you want wallet, eh? Only ten bucks. Okay, give it to me. Throw the wallet away. This is a fine beginning. Why, uh, ten bucks for 30 seconds worth? What are you beefing about? Where to now, Frank? Well, I think we'll take one of them garages over on Union. May be able to pick up another jalopy over there. Hey, here's the guy that runs this joint. 
I'll talk down you guys tie him up. Okay. Yes, sir. Fill him up? Yeah, keep your hands in your pockets, buddy. This is stick up. Get him, boys. Where do you want to put him? Lock him up in the office. Hey, there's a telephone in there. Lock it up the wall, you snap. I'll get what's in there, too. How much? Yeah, about uh, 30 bucks. Nuts. Yeah, look the cars over and sit. There's one we can use. Okay. Boy, did that guy put up a fight? Oh, uh, why didn't you cold cut him? How do you think I got him quiet? Look out. He's not the customer. What'll he do? And we'll take care of him, of course. Stay right where you are, mister, and get your hands up. Let's have your wallet, mister. And you won't get away with this, young man. Nah, ain't that too bad. Come on, Jim. You're back in a car, buddy. And drive it to the back of this here dump and stay there. No eats in this place any better than the one we got. Okay, let's get going. Thanks for all this time, eh, Frankie? Yeah. How much, Frank? Oh, that boy's wallet had a hundred bucks in it. And we got the uh, $22 out of the shirt. Gee, that makes about a hundred and thirty bucks tonight, don't it? Right. But night's work. Say, if we can keep this up, we'll have a roll in no time. Uh, listen, guys, this is just chicken feed. Where do we get a good outfit? We'll blast this town wide open. You mean it, Frankie? Well, of course I mean it. What else do we need, Frank? We've got to have a couple of more guns. Hey, yeah, uh, let's drive over on Union Street. Hey, I saw some swell guns in a hardware store over there. That's it, joint. Let's slow down. Stop in front of me. Okay. You heat this here quick and I'll get the lights. Okay. Here she goes. Hey, take a shotgun, Ernie. Okay. Got it. Take the hands off that glass, you dope. You want to leave punch all over the place? Oh, I'll keep your shirt on. You're getting jumpy. Here, yeah, come on. Here, step on a boot. There, too. There, this hat's getting jumpy. Let's pick out another one. There's another garage over on Union that stores a lot of V8s. Let's pick one up. Okay. Then we've got to get home and sort these shotguns off. Boy, is this baby a honey? Nice little 12-gauge double barrel. I will go on places, baby. Yeah. Hey, Ernie. Well, we get the shells for these here rods. You can have my 32. Thanks, pal. Hey, uh, Daly. You hop up the first thing in the morning and get some shells for these guns. Okay. Get back in your chubby hole, buddy. This is stick-up. Honey, grab that car. Hey, Bill, get that chest box. Take it easy, mister. You don't have to jam me so hard with that shotgun. Well, I'm putting your left. Get moving. He's a slow to lot me, Frank. Okay, grab it. Get that check, Bill. Yeah. Okay, lock the door. Follow up, please. In possession of a new car, the young desperados abandoned the original stolen car and continued their crime raids. Into a grocery store at Leavenworth and Vallejo Street strode the bandits. <laughs> and I say to her, I'll get that to all the Yes, sir. Keep them up, too. Get that check, Ernie. With pleasure, pal. Oh, boy, look at all that dough. Must be a hundred bucks at least. Yeah, I stole the check. I'm going that check. Hey, girlie. Yeah, you. Come here. Give me that ring. Oh, oh please don't take that ring. It's my engagement ring. Oh, ain't that tough. Come on, give me it. Let her alone, Bill. Let her keep the ring. Yeah, but I... I should leave her alone. Darn nuts. I told you, boys, we was out the door and nothing else. Can't you get that through your thick heads? Hey, Frankie, does that go for fruit, too? Here's some small baskets of fruit. Okay, grab one. Come on. And then, striking with sudden fury, the young gangsters invaded a tavern at 14th and Howard. Okay, get them up. This is stick up. Lay up against the wall. Quiet. Hold it, Charter. Get that check, Ernie. Okay. Hey, Frank, the bartender's sneaking out. Give me your luck. Lug- 
Frank. Uh, smash that guy five a coin and press them much along the wall, honey. They put out more dough than that till, Hag. Look, got to wait somewhere. Come on, let's turn another cops here in a minute. Well, so what? We can hear them. Yeah, yeah. What's coming up in here? What's all the noise? Get over there with the rest of them. You can't talk that way to me. I'll mow you down. Keep away. Keep away, sir. That's all right, pal. Don't get excited. It's all right. Keep away. I'll blast you. Ah, don't kid me. Ain't you afraid that pop gun will go off and scare you? Hey, what's the matter with you, Daddy? Come back here, you fool! Get out of here! Spit it, Ernie! Get still out of you! Get out of here, Bill! Thus was murder added to the already long list of crimes committed by the trio. Meantime, San Francisco police and sheriff's deputies are hot on the trail. Inspector McCann, Officer Darling, and Lieutenant Malloy compare notes. What's this I hear about you suspecting somebody in your section of this robbery case, Darling? There used to be a young kid out there named Ernie Ploy. Did it itch in Preston. Yeah? He's been running around a lot with another youngster named Frank Crone and some kid, a blonde, who answers the description of the third member of this mob. What makes you think they're the ones who've been pulling these jobs? Well, I've got contacts out there, if you know what I mean. I had it. Except that Crone Floy and his blonde kid Daly's the name, I believe. They've been hitting the high spots together. Okay. McCann, suppose you check those prints we got off the glass in the hardware store window. Right. See if Sacramento has anything on any of those three, and if we can make them, we'll get mug pictures and see if the victims of these holdups can identify the boys. Meantime, I'll see what else I can find out about this blonde kid that runs around with Crone. Yeah. Robbery detail. Malloy speaking. The manager, don't blame the partner. Yes. What is it? Well, there's been two young fellows living in one of my apartments, and I think they're up to something. Just a minute. Give me the address, and we'll send Inspector McCann out to talk to you. Well, as I was saying, my husband and I came in last night quite late, and there was a car in the driveway. We'd seen these boys driving that car, so I called their apartment, asked them to come down, move the car out the driveway. I see. Then what happened? Well, two of the boys came down, and I was waiting for them at the bottom of the stairs. And just as they got to the bottom, a gun dropped out of the pocket of one of the boys. Oh, and did you say anything about the gun? No, but the blonde boy, the one who was with the other boy, he went back upstairs then, and the boy with the gun told me that some fella had threatened to beat him up for going out with some girl and that he was carrying the gun for protection. See, you think you'd recognize pictures of these boys? Oh, of course. Well, I'll be around later with some pictures. These may be the boys we're looking for. Meantime, word had been received from Sacramento that the fingerprints found at the hardware store where the guns were stolen belonged to Ernest Floy. Photographs of Floy and Crone were identified by the victims of the recent holdups. Officer Darling learned that William Daly was the third member of the gang. Then, in a saloon on North Beach... I never liked this chance. Then I grabbed this dance first. Yeah, she let out her squirt to get a hurt clean over in Oakland. What'd you do then? Hey, fella, the one on a kisser. Hey, boy, you should have seen her bow. Right, but that's shut her trap. And how? Jeez. Get a load of this, you guys. Let me see. Frank, we got to get out of here. Yeah, pipe gun, you yellow-livered rat. 
And she got looking inside you. You'll come with Chip. But, but look, the, the guy had blasted Mike's time and he, he kicked off the last for murder. Well, what did you think they'd call it? Tiddly Winch? I told you to take it easy with that shotgun. Hey, you boys are in a jam now. You yeah. better blow. Yeah, where's your phone? Uh, you better use the one in my office. No chase, let me have it. Hey, uh, give me stutter, 2030. Make a snubby. Who are you calling? Honey. Uh, what do you want to waste time in that, Mike? Well, let's get going. Be quiet. Hello, honey. Yeah. Look. Have you seen the evening paper? No. Say, what are you calling me here for? I told you the old lady won't stand for any Listen, of that. Listen, you dumb bunny. We're so hot you could light firecrackers off of us. The cops is after us. We'll murder. What are we going to do? You meet us in my place in an hour. And we'll get it to Santa Fe. I know a fellow in Merced who might help us make a getaway. Okay, you go down there. We'll meet you in Merced. Okay, pal. I'll be seeing you. And keep that sock button. Okay. Well, that's that. Come on, Joe. What am I going to do? Can't you say anything but that? What driver to San Jose? Then we'll grab another jalopy and go on to Merced. Well, I don't care where we go, but let's get started. Desperately, the two drove to San Jose, selected a small hotel, and registered under assumed names. Next morning, Crone started downstairs, but something he heard as he reached the stairs sent him wild-eyed back into the room where Daly still slept. Hey, dude, get up, come on, get up, 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 get well, you've got us in a swell jam now. Come on, we'll beat you down a fire escape before the boat gets here. Lucky I slept in my clothes. That's yeah, the only smart thing you ever done since I met you. You ain't no master mind yourself. Hold on a minute. Let me take a look. See anybody? No. Come on. The fire escape's right here at the end of the hall. This is a break. Yeah, if there ain't a copper at the bottom. Nice. So far, so good. <laughs> Good thing this is a two-story dump. You're a cheerful cluck to be in such a much hard water as you are. Well, why not? I suppose where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Hey, look. There's a guy in a dame sitting in that sedan right by the curb. Let's make him give us a lift. Swell out here. You got your gun? Sure. Have it ready. Listen, mister. Move over and don't make a sound. We're taking this here bus over, see? And just to be on the safe side, you're up on the lawn. Get over. Mm-hmm. Meantime, back in San Francisco, Lieutenant Malloy receives a visitor. Officer, I understand you're looking for my boy. Well, it depends on who your boy is. He's Ernie Claude. I see. Well, yes, we are looking for him. I, I know where he is. You do? Where? He's in the stand. How do you know? The night before last, a fellow called Ernie and told him to meet them in the stand. Yes? Ernie doesn't know it, but I overheard him talking to the fellow. And who was it that called? Frank Crone. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Ernie called him Frank several times, and besides, I, I heard the conversation on another phone in our house. Mm-hmm. Did they say where they were going to meet him, Merced? No, but here's an address I wrote down for you. It's the address of a friend of Ernie's in Merced. He always goes there when he's in the town. Thanks. Now, tell me, why did you come here to tell us about your boy? Well, I, I want Ernie to be arrested. I want him to be sent somewhere. So that he can be made a better man when he comes out. I see. He's not a bad boy, really. No. He just got to running around with the wrong kind of youngster. How old is Ernie? 
just 19. Uh, do you know these other two boys he's been running with? Well, only that their names are Frank and Bill. Mm -hmm. Frank Jones, one of them. I know his name, but I, I don't know him. All right, Mrs. Bly. We'll see if we can find any. Please don't hurt him. Promise me that. I can promise you that unless he tries to hurt somebody, nobody will do anything to him. Thank you, Lieutenant. police had positive identification of all three youths whose reign of terror was scarcely two weeks old. Warnings had meantime been broadcast to all law enforcement officers to be on the lookout for the hoodlums. Garages had been notified to be watchful for the trio. Taverns were staked out in the hope that the three would return for further depredations. Friends of the bandits had been located and drilled for information concerning possible hideouts. Especially were the officers of San Jose, Oakland, and Merced warned to be ready for the fugitives. Certain now that the boys were headed for Merced, Captain Dulia, Lieutenants Butson McCann, and Officer Dowling started for Merced. <laughs> Meanwhile, releasing the kidnapped boy and girl in Sacramento, Daly and Crone continued in the stolen automobile toward Merced. Next morning, they made contact with Floyd. What kept you, Muggs? I've been hanging around this saloon till I feel like I can take a beer. Uh, we had trouble in San Jose. Yeah? How come? Uh, sissy Flynn here, he couldn't sleep in the dark. And that made the hotel clerk suspicious. How many times do I have to tell you I can't stand the dark? I never could, even when I was a kid. You can't stand nothing if you ask me. I think you're yellow. Yeah? Just start something, buddy, and I'll change your mind. Well, I'll pipe down, you two. You'll be brawling around here and have every cop in town on your neck. Have you two birds forgot you on a lamb? I'm telling you, you ain't safe by a long shot. Ah, forget it. Nobody around here knows us. No? Well, lots of people around here know me. Huh? You mean people here in my set know you? Sure they do. I used to come down here every summer to visit a kid. Well, you're double-crossing men. I got a blast you. Take it easy, pal. I've been around here a couple of days and the coppers ain't picked me. What are you beefing about? Yeah, what's eating you? Well, well I, uh, I'm getting jumpy, I guess. You see by the papers that you boys pulled another job on the way down. Yeah, we needed a car. Couldn't you find an easier way than kidnapping a guy in a dame? Well, we got the car, didn't we? Oh, sure, you got the car, all right. And a nice, sweet kidnapping wrap on your next besides. Boy, I'm glad I wasn't with you. Yeah? What? Ever hear of the Lindbergh law? What do you mean? You get your neck stretched for kidnapping people. Not sick and good at us. Yeah, don't you wish they couldn't? Listen, pal, the cop ain't been born that can take me. Where's all the nerve coming from all at once? See this rod? Yeah, sure, I ain't blind. Well, I can use it. You saw what happened to that drunken Mike's tavern, didn't you? Yeah, and if you hadn't been so scared you was having sent by this chance, it wouldn't have happened. And if it hadn't happened, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> Future tips for justice. This ain't no laughing matter. Maybe funny to you guys, but I ain't gonna let no copper grab me and beat me up. I ain't gonna burn plenty of these jobs. You ain't uh, by any chance thinking of rotting on anybody, are you? Hey, no, no, sure not. Hey, you know better than that. Sure I do. But just in case you was playing on anything like that, remember I'm still running this here mob, and I'll keep on running it. I'll take care of you, Daddy. If you don't keep your mouth shut. You two birds doing a lot of squabbling lately. Why don't you lay off? Hey, hey, look. See that guy standing outside the door? Yeah, what about him? He's been talking to a lot of guys, and they all scattered. Some of them went around back. I watched them. Well, so what? You mean that guy getting ready to come in? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the chief of police? I know it's right, darn you, Muggs. You may not have to look at us. Sit back and keep your look button. That chance. He's headed this way. Be quiet. You boys waiting for somebody? What's it to you? Oh, tough guy, eh? Well, what do you think? I think you're a bunch of scared punks. Just three lily-livered hoodlums. Get away from here, copper. Right, down. Let him talk, crone. Let's see, uh, 
You do know, sir. Sure. You're Frank Crone, he's Bill Daly, and that's Ernie Floyd. Come on, boys. Oh, brave copper, ain't you? Think you can take us single-handed? Well, if you insist on having company, okay. Come on in, boys. This hub swing guy need help. No, you don't, copper. You ain't taking me. Get him, boys. He's done it. He shot himself. Well, I didn't think he had what it took. Thus, ending as it had begun, in violence, the career of William Daly ended in death. Floyd and Crone were taken to San Francisco and placed in jail. Will you sit down? Oh, shut up. What's the good of pacing up and down this cell? That ain't gonna get you nowhere. Well, maybe not. Take it easy, fella. Maybe they won't hang you. Stop talking about hanging, will you? Okay, keep your short on. You're getting worse than daily. Boy, was I surprised when that guy shot himself. Yeah? Well, have you thought of what this stuff was? What do you mean? We're holding the bag, buddy. We're taking the rep. They'll pin all that stuff on us. You, you mean? You can count me out, pal. Yeah? You think I'm going to take the rap for you? You're in this just as deep as I am. And either you swing along with me or I'll help swing you up. Oh, so you're yellow too, are you? No. No, I ain't yellow. I just ain't gonna stand by and see you get out of this caper. I ain't gonna hang along. That's what you think. Pipe down in there, you two, and get to sleep. Turn next to you. Sleep. Sleep. How can a guy sleep in a chair like this? Look at that boy. Asleep already. He ain't got no more in his mind than a baby has. I'm gonna do something about this thing. Listen, my friend. Snoring, the rat. I'd like to kick his ass in. Hey, stop snoring, will you, you glug? Hey, do something about this. I ought to be. Ah, the devil with him. <laughs> Better he wakes up. Oh, boy. Won't he be surprised? <laughs> what a joke on him. <laughs> Boy, what a dream. What a nice sleep. Gee, I feel good. Hey, Frank. What the... Jailer! Jailer! Hey, screw! What's all the yammering about? Look, that boy's room like suspenders. Oh, what? What's he done now? He's hung himself with them. In just a moment, we will present the conclusion of our program. Friends... An automobile may be likened unto a human being. If properly cared for and adequately nourished, an automobile, like an individual, will live a life of usefulness. One excellent way of caring for your car is to constantly power it with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. We say Rio Grande cracked. So do your public servants, an overwhelming number of whom rely upon this superior motor fuel to speed on their emergency errands, the law enforcement equipment of your city, county, state, and federal governments. And so say tens of thousands of thinking motorists, because after running Rio Grande cracked against the field, they have found this gasoline to be the tops in quick getaway, smooth surging acceleration, power, and speed. If you are not getting police car performance in your car, you're needlessly cutting short the lives of your motor and your pocketbook. Be kind to both. Turn in at the nearest red and white Rio Grande station on the way to work and begin treating your car to more miles, more power, more speed, and less cost 
with Rio Grande Cracked, the gasoline that is first in public service and the most highly recommended motor fuel in the West. Ernest Ploy pleaded guilty to first-degree murder. He was sentenced by Judge Sylvian Lazarus to life imprisonment, and upon plea of counsel, the place of confinement was designated as San Quentin Penitentiary. There he is learning the bitter lesson of the unprofitableness of crime. Francisco Sheriff's Office calling all cars. Attention all cars. Accountation broadcast 233 regarding a holdup. Suspects in this case are now in custody. That's all. Roll to break. This is your narrator, Ted Myers. <laughs> 